Good afternoon, GRN listeners tuning in right now for your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard, and I'm your host, Sean Rice, every Monday right here at noon. I'm also the general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Uh, Thank you so much uh, to all our listeners tuning in from the Marble Falls Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, uh, Ares, and of course, right here in good old San Antonio. We're very thankful that you've decided uh, to spend your time joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. Uh, with me, of course, is my wonderful co-host, Alexandra Kubabatu, a.k.a. Alex hey, K. Hey, good to see you. <laughs> and together, we love bringing you wonderful discussions, highlighting various events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. Uh, we've got quite a bit to get through today. It's actually going to be probably a lightning yes, fast hour. We were going to be bringing uh, two guests um, and, and discussing the, you know, you know, items with, with both of them. Uh, one's going to be joining us in studio. The second one's going to be joining us by phone. So uh, it's going to be a great show. But of course, before uh, we get started with that um, and before we begin, uh, let us begin uh, as we should do all things, and that's in prayer. So join me wherever you may be. If you're there at the office, there at home, in your car, you know, meditate and say these words along with us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Oh, St. Joseph, whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God, I place in thee all my interests and desires. Oh, St. Joseph, do assist me by thy powerful intercession and obtain for me all spiritual blessings that all spiritual blessings through thy foster son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, so that having engaged here below thy heavenly power, I may offer thee my thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of fathers. O St. Joseph, I never weary contemplating thee and Jesus asleep in thine arms. I dare not approach while he reposes near thy heart. Press him in my name and kiss his fine head for me and ask him to return the kiss when I draw my dying breath. Amen. St. Cecilia. Pray for us. St. Joseph, protector of the Holy Church. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray Pray for for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Wow. Uh, Again, we're just about a week or so away from... um, the official year of uh, St. Joseph coming to a close. I think we'll probably even be bringing that prayer still. Yes, <laughs> We're going to be bringing it back. I believe it's been a year. Uh, I can't either. Um, of course. So, yesterday, uh, in speaking of, you know, it b- being a year, uh, so yesterday, of course, we closed the liturgical calendar uh, with the, you know, f- well, the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, um, commonly referred to, uh, of course, in most cases, as simply the Feast of Christ the King. Um, surprisingly, I just found out as I was doing some research and such prior to the show that this is relatively a new addition to the Roman Rite calendar. St. Pius XI, I believe uh, it was, is he who, you know, he's the one who, um, you know, basically included it uh, in in the uh, liturgical calendar, and that was in 1925. Mm, wow! So again, when you're dealing with the church and 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 her and all her time, you know, on on this earth, um, 1925 isn't very long at all, is it? Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's just right. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about, of course, the. A homily that I heard yesterday, Father Molina uh, was celebrating Mass at St. Helena Catholic Church yesterday, um, and he gave a very, very 
good homily. It, it was it was awesome. He was one thing that really stood out. My main takeaway on it was the fact that it is so easy to claim Jesus Christ as King of the Universe, King of the World, and such, but. It's more difficult for us personally to claim him as king of our own hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your thoughts on that, Alex? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the homily yesterday, Father said something similar where we are citizens of this country, like, you know, American citizens yeah. and, and um, immigrants. And, um, but are we citizens of the kingdom of God? Mm. And, yeah. And, and so that, that was a very reflective moment. And we absolutely have to to be an active citizen uh, in the way that God commands us uh, to be citizens of, of the kingdom, of his kingdom, and bring that kingdom down um, as it is in, in heaven, right? The way we pray in the Our Father. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, we do need to, I think, spend a little more time reflecting on that. And the 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 scripture for today, the, the gospel uh, reading for today, talks about the... Um, the the poor uh, widow who gave her two cents. Oh yeah, and gave her all. Yeah. So you know, as far as giving ourselves and our hearts over to God, right, Christ the King, are, are we giving all that we have? So that that's a, a great moment of reflection, you know, for today's reading too. Wow, I I really enjoy how you say that because. You know, I, I did hear the the readings today, and that reading, I think, if I'm not mistaken, we it almost seems like we heard something similar, if yes. not that exact same reading, yes, just yes. Uh, maybe a couple uh, weekends ago. Yes, uh, yes, in fact. And you're right. You know, this lady, um, she gave all that she had, and it was worth more than everything else that you know the others had had given yeah, because and, the others gave of their abundance. Exactly, exactly. So are we giving from our abundance? We Are we giving uh, completely and wholly from our hearts? That, that's uh, what my takeaway. So. Wow, amen. And of course, as we talk about abundance, as we talk about um, you know giving, of course, we've got Thanksgiving right around yes. the corner. I can't believe <laughs> that we're even having that discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, our guest uh, who's going to be joining us uh, in just a little bit, uh, he's actually here. I-, I wanted to bring him on uh, today to discuss you know some of the charity works that you know he and his organization are, are very much involved in um, also going on this weekend you and I had a distinct pleasure mm-hmm. of you know listening know, to Dr. Scott Dr. Hunt, Scott Hunt. <laughs> that was an amazing an amazing um, I guess for me a mini retreat you know it, it yeah. was it was really um, um, I, I, I came out of it of course on fire because he tends to do that you don't say <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you know, I, I I listened and I took lots of notes. I took my notebook and wrote lots of stuff down. And um, I didn't take my Bible, which now I have like a note to self: take your Bible when you listen to Scott Hahn because you're gonna need it. But I had an app for that, so <laughs> so I was able to pull that up really quickly. But yeah, absolutely. And you know, we bought some products, and um, I, I I purchased myself the Eucharist and Scripture video series sure. that I want to share with my family over the advent season let me ask you something alex you know in that obviously there's a lot to take away from that uh talk Mm -hmm. um and in total time i mean he didn't speak very long either Mm -hmm. maybe a combined three hours or so maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit less uh but what were some takeaways that you had uh coming out of that talk um well it like when you listen to any scott Hahn talk um 
the connection between the Old and the New Testament yes. always seems to um, to in really bring me more light into what um, the reason for we the the you know the institution of the Eucharist and and, and that um, and also the institution of confession. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's it's really for me my personal takeaway is remembering because you know I I didn't grow up a, a really strong Bible reading Catholic. Sure. I don't think any of us did, you know? <laughs> yeah, a lot of us, you know? I mean, unless you, you know, a lot of times, you know, unless you grew up Protestant, sometimes right. you, know, you you did have a Bible in your hand as a teenager. But, um, you know, I, I was not a very strong Bible reading Catholic. And um, I always learned something new and about the Eucharist and about the Old Testament and the New Testament and how it all ties. And it brings new meaning yeah. to the Mass, for me yeah so um yeah i really did appreciate that no i think for for me all those points that that you hit on but not to mention how he spoke very candidly about his um, son i don't remember where in the lineup his son falls because they've got you know many children uh, of course but he's got a son uh jeremiah now father jeremiah just recently ordained a a, a few Uh weeks back but i loved how he was just talking about how now you know, through the sacrament of ordination, his son has now become his own spiritual father. Correct. You know, <laughs> I know that, that was wow. awesome. Yeah, yes. it, it was awesome. Uh, something else that was going on uh, this weekend, uh, kind of on a lighter side of things. My wife and I, for the first time, attended the UIW Holiday Light uh, Festival. Ooh, of course, it? Uh, it was it was really good. It was kind of. I'll, I'll be honest, it was a little strange for me because we try to hold off on anything having to deal with Christmas until after you know Thanksgiving. Oh, gotcha. And it seems like a lot of the different events going on around town um, are happening sooner. But mm-hmm. because we've never attended this actual festival, of course, we've seen the lights before, uh, but we've never been there when they actually done it. And this time we didn't see them light them up, but we got out there for the vendors. They had uh, a choir out there uh, singing. And I ran into a very old friend of mine, really? like back from my military days, wow. in fact, just randomly. So I told my wife, I said, you know what? He's been on my mind anyway. He and his family, um, it's probably a, a good reason I need to be praying for him or something, you know? And then I run into him. It was it was just awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so, serendipitous. Yes, sure. absolutely. So uh, again, folks. We're, uh, we've got a lightning uh, quick hour. We're going to go ahead and bring on uh, our guest, uh, Mr. Frank Kiabasa of um, you know of the Society of Saint Vincent de Paul. Uh, Saint Vincent de Paul have been around for a hundred and fifty years within the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Actually, they got their start, I believe it was in 1871, uh, right in, at St. Mary's, uh, you know, at St. Mary's. Yeah, downtown. downtown. Uh, so again, uh, Mr. Kiabasa, welcome to the GRN South and Central Texas uh, studio. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Uh, if you would, you know, let's begin by introducing yourself to our listeners. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, where you may, you know, where you go to church, how you got involved with this wonderful, uh, you know, apostle of uh, the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. And again, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Sean. And it's good to be here with both of you. Uh, magnificent studios and uh, the church is very lucky to have you as to have us here and have you here in the Archdiocese. Um, background, my background with the society, it's uh, my wife and I were youth ministers for uh, 25 years at Resurrection Lord Parish. 
And the kids started calling us grandma and grandpa. <laughs> and we said, I think it's time to retire. <laughs> so when also uh, concurrently, I sold two of my businesses that I had, uh, had for several years. And um, we took a little time off. And then we got a call from the society. I was helping one of the, the, the president there with, as he dealt with cancer and his passing. And then so we were invited to come and join them. And uh, we did this, and uh, uh, basically in 2011, and started our our ministry with them at Resurrection of the Lord uh, Church on the near or far west side. Uh, And we began involvement, and my involvement, of course, is with my management experience with in in uh, in my professional career with the city of San Antonio. Uh, and, uh, of course, with my business acumen, uh, they said, you're the, you're the guy that needs to lead us. And so uh, six months later, I was the president of the society in South, in the South Texas. And, and um, I, was a, uh, not a, I was not a journeyman. I was strictly a, a rookie at this thing, and so I began. And what, what has drawn me to the ministry in, in my life and my personal life is is, you know, you can talk about love and serving your neighbor and you can take some food to the church. And But I had the fortune, miss, the fortune opportunity of experiencing that from uh, my parents. Uh, you mentioned about the, the widow's mite. Well, my parents were, were always welcoming family in who needed help. They were in distress. I had several relatives as roommates or growing up uh, with that. And also, somebody knocking on the door needing money or something, they gave from what I call their want, not from their... And so I saw that, and I saw the happiness that presented that to them. And and from that point on, I started saying, this is what I want. I don't want to be wealthy. I just want to be to serve. And my whole career... Of being military, city, and of course in my business, uh, we shared. We took all our profits from our business and we plowed it into our uh, youth ministry. So, um, and so that that's that's my background. And uh, the society is one that offered me what I call the, the real the real deal, where our first value is spirituality. Prayer and spirituality. We follow what they call Vincentian charism, which is basically, you know, it's, it's in the gospel. I think that Jesus, when he walked the earth, he was, uh, that's what he did, was he dealt with the people who were hurt. Amen. And folks, and, that's the music. We're going to continue the conversation uh, after the break. Please keep it tuned and dialed in right there. We'll catch you here in just a bit. Hi, listeners. This is Sean, General Manager for the GRN in South and Central Texas. I'm asking for your help. The 2021 Christmas share kicks off in just a few weeks and will run from November 30th through December 3rd. First, please pray for the success of the share Also, during the share prayerfully consider calling in your financial support to help the GRN in its mission to proclaim the name of Jesus and the teachings of this church through the powerful means of radio. Thank you so much, and may God abundantly bless you. 
This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. When people ask us about the goal of our family ministry, our answer is simple, world domination. (laughs) Not by having a prolific family, although that's one way to do it, but by simply proclaiming Jesus Christ is the king of every family. This kingship is lived out through love, love between spouses and all family members that flows out of our love for the Lord. Where does this plan for world domination start? Jesus had made it easy by giving us the devotion to his sacred heart. When a family puts the image of the all-loving heart of Jesus in a place of honor within their home, Jesus promised they would receive heavenly graces in abundance, grace that would bring peace to their homes, console them in difficulties, and shed blessings on all their undertakings. All of this just for proclaiming him king of the family. A great day to do this is on June 19th, the Feast of the Sacred Heart. To learn more about how to make Christ the king of your home, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Instead of fighting the crowds, isn't it so much easier to hop online and do your shopping in the comfort of your own home? Did you know that you can help the Guadalupe Radio Network when you shop online? All you need to do is shop on Amazon Smile and 0.5% of your purchase goes to the GRN. Just go to AmazonSmile.com and select La Promesa Foundation as your nonprofit of choice. La Promesa is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio. It's that simple to give a little extra help to the Guadalupe Radio Network. And we're back, folks. Thanks so much. If you're just tuning in, we're being joined right now by Frank Kiabasa, president of the Society of St. Vincent de Paul uh, here for the Archdiocese of San Antonio. And before we went to break, uh, Frank was sharing with us and talking about the spirituality of the Vicentians, in fact. So, Frank, if uh, you would go ahead and uh, you know pick up where we left off. Okay. Um, our Vincentians, which is a vocation, not a ministry, uh, you're called to it, and we're called to be spiritual persons first and foremost if you cannot if you cannot have a a lifestyle of prayer and spirituality you cannot serve with passion and compassion to those in need mm. because and then we everything is in community we've we look at our our parish conferences as a a community and um, and we we are we're all in prayer and reflection and of course, making decisions. But it, if you're not, if you have not that spirituality, and the Vincentian charism is a charism of caring, giving, unselfishness, humility, and zeal. And so, these are the things that uh, we value most, and what the society is, and which um, I think I was called and and have accepted that vocation of spirituality and all the things we do in the society. As a result of that, Amen. So we serve. We are. We say. We look at this way. We are the boots on the ground, mm-hmm. and and being boots on the ground is the best evangelizer the Catholic Church has. And uh, we every parish that has a conference, which is what we call the small groups, um, and they determine what's determined what's needed in that area. They consult with the pastor, and then we go about doing it. We don't try to be everything, have everything for everybody, but we have a lot of collaboration with different organizations that that offer specialized services, uh, like Catholic Charities and their their work with the immigration and and all those stuff. 
We don't, we're not geared to that. We're, we're not. We're, and also, we're not. Uh, we're not psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. So, but we are there to be first of all listeners to the poor, and well, and I, I hate to use the word poor because nobody. We're all poor in God's eyes because we're not. We have not seen that perfection. But those people who live in poverty, yeah, who live in, who have been marginalized by society, that's the folks we want to do. And we want to advocate for them in the in, in the political arena. We're not politically, you know, but we look at the issue, uh, such as housing. Uh, we we were part of the legislative process to try to get, to get Medicare expanded. The, these are the things that are most needed by the people we serve and we see, and you know that's that's what we do. So we're very we're diverse, but yet we have our basic principles of uh, spirituality, community, compassionate service, and also to uh, justice. Amen. So that's who we are. Awesome. And I really do appreciate how you mentioned how prayer is an essential part of your spirituality because um, just like the Mary and Martha effect, you can't have one without the other. Right. Um, you. It's prayer that fuels service. So I, I really do appreciate that. Um, and also, I, I really love how um, your the whole mission of the society of the St. Vincent de Paul um, uh, exemplifies the corporal works of mercy, uh, mm-hmm. very much like uh, Mother Teresa did, and um, as an extension of um, your of. Uh, of your society, you go out into the poor, and like you mentioned, you just listen. You listen first. So, with with that in mind, what is what what are some of the resources you think are needed in in this time of the year, particularly? Okay, yeah. One thing to and one thing we do is we our tradition is home visits. We try mm-hmm. to go to the home. Now uh, the pandemic has cut us, you know, yes. short on that. Well, yes. we hope to get it back to that because. We need to go there. Some of the things that we do need, and, and there was a, a nun who was a uh, that taught me, and, and she would, and and she used, used to call me Frankie in school. She said, "Frankie, no money, no charity." And boy, was she mm-hmm. right. Wow. So our resources are first of all, uh, we would love to have people come and join us mm-hmm. and share in this vocation. Secondly, it is uh, if you're in your local parish, you know, make a see your youth group to see these uh, different organizations to help contribute to your to our food supply. Mm-hmm. That's one thing too, and of course, uh, and and of course, m- the money because it takes mm-hmm. it takes a lot of money to operate a you know, an organization that we do have, and so. Although we're, we're, I call ourselves lean and mean from yeah. the standpoint of organization. <laughs> I like wise. that. Uh, but yeah. we still need money for that. And because uh, we're, we're just like we're, we're, we're a business and IRS and all this other stuff. But I would say anybody with, with donations would be appreciated. Um, and the widow's mite is as important to us as uh, Valero Corporation giving us a big donation. Sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's what we really need on, a, on an ongoing basis, and, uh, and we have ways to that you from my website how you can give, but yes. uh, give what you can, but also share your your pantry with us, and uh, 
that's very important. We do operate a lot of clothing operations. So if you're, the parish has a clothing pantry there, uh, you can give to that too because we distribute that also. Awesome. So and 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 as I say, uh, and we've been involved with the you know with the border crisis too because Del Rio, you know, is in the archdiocese, and sure. so we have a, a thriving operation down there. But it's um, <clears throat> so I would say as a, as a whole, you know, anything that you can do to support those folks down there, we we try to do our best we can, but it's. Uh, it is misery in its in its finest in its glorious form, and yeah. Um, so, and we're very concerned about advocating for their those people. No, no, and when it's not a political thing, it's a matter of humans serving humans. Sure, and no, so that's who we are. No, I get that, and of course, uh, I would ask you also with. Thanksgiving, you know, uh, mm-hmm. right around the corner. We just talked about Thanksgiving, of course, um, just days away now. Uh, what kind of services are you offering for those in need? Are you doing the, the turkey giveaway? Are you doing a tur- uh, Thanksgiving meal giveaway? Uh, could you talk to us about uh, some of the things that you're doing for the needy uh, coming yeah. up for Thanksgiving? Yeah, a lot. Of, it depends on the, on, on the location, but we primarily dedicate ourselves to, you know, food distribution. Um, like in our conference at Resurrection, we're Having about 120 uh, meals, you know, basket fully, you know, prepared, not prepared, but that they can prepare a good Thanksgiving dinner with turkey. Um, so, and others do, you know, uh, you HEB cars go buy a turkey, whatever they can. But it's uh, we want to be sure that um, as people celebrate, that the folks that we serve, the needy, can also celebrate the same way. Right, and that's that's the thing is they're uh, they are the they are the most loved. If you read scriptures and particular, they're the most loved by Jesus. Those who are downtrodden, those who are been you know marginalized, that's who Jesus came to serve. Yes, and so we need to give, we have to give them that same dignity that Jesus yes. did. So and so we try to whatever we can, and um, and of course Thanksgiving flows into Christmas. Uh, many of our conferences also have act, have food drives for for Christmas and whatnot. So um, it's just check mm-hmm. with your parish, right? What they're doing, and uh, if your parish does not have a conference, uh, talk to your pastor about that. We'll help mm-hmm. you get going and and stay going. So that's what we're doing right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And you know, I, I want to kind of. Um, Bring about how much we're how we are grateful for all the things that you do. I mean, here we just put it in a nutshell. But when you have you know boots on the ground in a sense, and you're out there with the people and seeing them, looking into their faces, um, it's just amazing the work and the lives that you're touching um, and the difference that that you're making. I want to thank you for that, and also I want to be. I want to express gratitude to the people who actually come to you and reach out for help. You know, even the ones that, that don't come that we, you, you actively go out and do the outreach for. Because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have the opportunity to um, practice charity, practice compassion, practice love that Jesus wants us to uh, be able to disseminate into the world on his behalf. So uh, thank, and we're thankful for them, too. Um, how does somebody go about um, qualifying for assistance or if someone is in need? Um, 
Like, just come to us. Just come to us. Mm-hmm. We take the individuals as they are. Uh, yes, if you go into some of the programs because they're federal funds or something like that, we have some limitations. Yes. But um, we welcome anybody first because what we do, our attitude is, is we see the face of Jesus in anyone who comes to us. And we hope when they leave, they feel like they've seen the face of Jesus in us. So yes. that's that's you talk about evaluations. That's our benchmark, mm. and so uh, and the main thing is is to come. We will do what we can, or try to assist them by getting it with someone else. Um, and we have programs. You know, we deal with utilities, mm-hmm. rental assistance, and uh, and all that. And so it it's it's that we we try to do. And uh, but if we if they don't come to us. Yes. We can't help them, right? And yes. and uh, most pastors, they look at their parish. Yes, our Catholic friends, but they also they look at being the light of the light of Christ in that in that boundary area. And we look at ourselves as being one who is carrying that light around to the neighborhoods and the people that serve us. And so that's what we look at. That's, Amen. That's, that's how we are. Yes, and you can also go to svdpsa.org forward slash get help so that you can um, come to them and offer, you know, your, your information so that they know how to assist you. So go in there and there's an application there and things that uh, more information on how to get qualified. Yeah, and, and, that, and, and, and then they will, you know, they, we get, they'll, they'll refer them back to the, because we want, they're in our neighborhood, we want them to be, not only uh, people who come to us, we want them to be our friends and feel like our church community offers them a a place to be, not only to worship, but to live mm-hmm. their lives. And so that's what we try to do. That's where our evangelization comes in. Amen. Well, thank you, Frank, for joining us today. Uh, I know that was such a lightning uh, first segment. Um, again, for more information, you can visit the St. Vincent de Paul website. Uh, we'll put that, uh, of course, that link up on our Facebook uh, feed. Um, We're going to have Father Geraci join us after the break. You know, this is your Catholic radio station, and we'd like to make it even better for you. Your feedback is really important to us. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-Second Radio Survey. It only takes a minute to fill out and send it to us. Again, go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-Second Radio Survey. We'd really appreciate it. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard the church criticized for defending celibacy? What about for defending marriage? Have you ever heard it accused of showing contempt for women, but also sneered at because only women go there? Have you ever heard it attacked for asceticism, but also for extravagance? How about for being dull? How about for being too garish? How about for being too worldly, or too unworldly, or insisting that people confess their sins, or showing too much mercy to sinners? Notice any contradiction among the critics? G.K. Chesterton says, here's a broad and simple test. If you hear a thing being accused of being too tall and too short, too red and too green, too bad in one way, 
and too bad also in the opposite way, then you may be sure that it is very good. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you. In his vineyard, I'm your host, Sean Rice, General Manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas Listening Area. Um, what a great first segment, Alex. You know, I wish we had more time. Yes. Um, but I, I got to tell you, um, I'm going to be excited about, you know, keeping uh, keeping in touch, of course, with, with Frank and the great work they do at the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, but coming on and joining us now uh, is another favorite of the GRNs and one of my own personal Hello. favorites. Uh, and there's Father Ken Geracy uh, joining us today. Thank you, Father Ken, for taking the time out of your busy schedule. If you would, introduce yourself to our listeners um, and, and give us, uh, you know, some some. Um, I guess some insight into what to expect next week at the parish advent retreat that you're going to be leading, Father. Are you there, Father? Uh, looks like uh, we need to make that connection uh, with Father Geraci. Not a problem at all. Uh, Mario's going to see if we can get him back on the line. Uh, Father, are you there yet? Yeah, I'm sitting here. Amen. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you loud and clear. I don't know where uh, maybe we, we broke up, but I was uh, saying uh, if you would introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you've got going on next week that we're so excited about. Well, this is Father Ken Geraci, Fathers of Mercy. I am a traveling mission preacher. I think I know a lot of people in your radio audience. Uh, we've done a lot of work in the San Antonio and Texas area with the fullness of truth with Guadalupe Radio. Uh, so it's just a real privilege to come back to Texas, back home, and uh, to, to do a little missionary work out there. So I'm going to be at St. Joseph's in Honey Creek for a three-day retreat, um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week and, and looking forward to it. Yeah, so are we. We're very much um, looking forward to hearing um, what this is about and uh, learning more through this retreat. Now, let me ask you, Father, you know, it. I have to be very honest, um, the Fathers of Mercy is very new to me. Can you please give us a little overview um, of how this, um, what your charism is and, and how this order came about? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, Father's Mercy, we were founded in, in the 1800s, around 1808, in France, by a priest named Father Jean-Baptiste Rosan, who was a diocesan priest. And we were founded specifically to combat the, the craziness that ensued after the French Revolution. And, uh, and so we started off in France, and uh, as the anti-clerical government took over in France, we were exiled uh, and, and run out of the country because the government didn't like us, and we were speaking countercultural and, and uh, counter-narrative, and uh, we were run off. So 
I think the really interesting thing of the Fathers of Mercy is that our, our foundings uh, very much uh, represent uh, the culture and climate that we find ourselves in today. So uh, we're very Catholic. We travel the U.S. Mainly we're a U.S.-based congregation at this point, and we do missions and retreats full-time. So we don't exactly staff parishes, but we just uh, we're traveling salesmen for Jesus. Amen. I love how you say that, Father. Uh, and, of course, you know, in... And knowing I, I've met you uh, for the very first time, you were our uh, keynote speaker at this spring's Fishers of Men benefit dinner. And I got to tell you, there's, <laughs> excuse me, there's certain one-liners that you left us with that there's plenty uh, of them being still being used today, you know. And when you say that uh, the founding of the Fathers of Mercy, of course, uh, came out of the need uh, to be countercultural uh, to the French Revolution, and when you say, you know, that need, that need obviously still exists even, you know, hundreds of years um, later. You know, it, it's amazing. Now, how That's many, right. um, how many, you know, priests um, are there uh, within the Fathers of Mercy and how many parish retreats do, do y'all put on? Golly, I can't. I, I can answer the first one, but sure. not the second one. We're, we're 26 priests and six men in formation. Um, at the height, the community was around 99 priests. Oh, okay. And after the exiles and, and becoming an American-exclusive province, uh, we, we went through a restructuring. And that was a blessing and a curse. The, the, the curse of it was the bad side of it was, was losing a, a, a great number of our priests. Um, to to different settings that they were in. They were in diocesan settings, so they incarnated into their existing diocese, so they didn't leave the priesthood. But uh, but the, the benefit of the refounding or the, re, the uh, updating of our constitutions was that uh, it thinned, thinned the crowd significantly and that all of the Father of Mercy are of the same mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, is, there are no liberal Fathers of Mercy. There are no ultra-conservative or mm-hmm. traditionalists. We're all just Catholic. So Amen. if you pick up the Green Catechism of the Catholic Church, we, we believe what the Church teaches. We, we do not uh, align ourselves with one pope, but rather the entire magisterial teachings of Jesus Christ uh, given to us through his Holy Church. So, um, so that's, that's the, the first element of it. And so uh, how many do we do? We do a lot. I've, I've been a priest for nine years, a missionary for seven, and personally I have done over a hundred missions and I don't know how many wow. retreats. So, um, That's amazing. Now let me ask you, Father, now for maybe young men out there who want to discern uh, joining, um, you know, joining the, the, the Fathers of Mercy, yeah. let me ask you, like, because you're missionaries and you focus on going out there doing outreach and, and parish missions and retreats, um, do they have to be like, you know, Toastmasters, <laughs> speakers? <laughs> <laughs> do they need to be accomplished? The answer is no. Um, uh, the, so here's the interesting thing. So one of my best friends in seminary, he, he knew a lot of our priests and, and brothers, and, and he, he made the comment to me. He said, the only thing that you guys have in common is your faith wardrobe, um, <laughs> meaning that, that each one of us is, is our own unique person and personality with our own skill set. Um, you know, I worked in business for, for seven years. I had a very successful business career, and, and I found, found my way from agnosticism back to Catholicism wow. in that process. Yeah. And, and so, you know, my journey and my background is very different than several of our priests. I mean, you know, Father Andy Carvalho was a sports writer in 
um, San Francisco. Uh, wow. Father Nathan Mudd came to us right out of homeschool, out of a rural country parish in Missouri. Um, <laughs> wow. You know, Father Bill Casey was in the military. Father Dave Wilton was a paramedic. So, um, mm. you know, we, we have we have just this this wild cross section. The the thing that we're looking for in a candidate is is, is a man who fe- a biological male who feels <laughs> called <laughs> to be a traveling confessor and a preacher. A traveling confessor and a preacher. That's that's the key. If God has put on their heart that that I am I want to be like the father of the prodigal son that wants to go out and embrace my son and help bring him home. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's what we're looking for. That's amazing because that that the ability to speak in front of people it doesn't come easy to people. So I could imagine is that part of your formation you know, for the order. In in a sense, you know, it's funny you ask that because because when I my very one of my first questions I asked when I came for my first visit is I asked how do you train your men to preach because of course my business background all of these best practices that you follow and all this good stuff and uh, Father Bill Casey was the general at that time and and he kind of looked at me and he, he in that gruff voice of his he says uh, Ken I, I think you're confused. He says, we, we don't train our men to preach, per se. You'll take homiletics, you'll take speaking courses at seminary. He says, but 80% of our success as a father of mercy on the mission comes from our prayer life. Mm. So we're not going to teach you how to preach, we're going to teach you how to pray. Mm. And we're going to give you those opportunities. Yes. And so the Fathers of Mercy, we make two holy hours every day. We have our morning holy hour from 6.30 to 7.30. And then we have our afternoon communal holy hour, 4.30 to 5.30 every day. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And, you know, I see that, you know, that's, I guess, very, I mean, it's the the, the core or, or the basis of any uh, type of um, order. Vocation, yeah. Vocation, yeah. It, the basis is prayer. And without without prayer, yeah. you you're you're unable to <clears throat> be of service and to be able to di- disseminate the Holy Spirit through you know your actions and your words and your and uh, the 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 different missions that you have uh, and the different things that you do within the Fathers of Mercy. Um, can you please explain a little bit about you know the role of Mary in this in your vocation? Yeah, mom. Um, so Mother Mary. Uh, so literally for each and every one of us, it's huge, right? Um, our our community is, uh, our founder uh, asked us to consecrate ourselves to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And this was all done before St. Louis de Montfort's consecration was really made popular. Our founder would use language such as, we do everything through Mary to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So clearly he was familiar with de Montfort's work. Um but but for us, we, we all consecrate ourselves and we re-consecrate ourselves every year on December 8th on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Uh, the Fathers of Mercy, our technical name, is, is the Congregation of the Priest of Mercy of the Immaculate Conception. So... Mm-hmm. So our, uh, our our title is is Marian on top of that. So um, so we're very much devoted to the Blessed Virgin Mary. We rely on her for 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 her and Saint Joseph uh, to bring us to Jesus. Amazing! And again, folks, um, their website is fathersofmercy.com, dot com, and you can check out all this beautiful information on, on the work that they do. Um, can you explain to us a little bit? I mean, there's. I mean, I know we have both Catholics and non Catholics. Uh, we have um, 
of course, people who are just coming into the faith who are not familiar with the difference between a mission and a retreat. Yeah. Yeah, so a mission and retreat. So there's there's a, a small, you know, a mission can be a retreat and a retreat can be a mission. But, but the distinction is, is, is a retreat is normally kind of a, an invitation thing where, where it's a small group of people that gathered to, to participate in kind of a themed event over a weekend or uh, a couple-day period. Uh, a parish mission is, is an opportunity for parish renewal. So, mm-hmm. so the distinction is, is a group of people versus a parish community as a whole. So in a parish mission, when we come into a parish, the goal is to draw as much of that parish community together. And we want to present ourselves before God at these conferences. And so the mission is very simple. At Honey Creek, um, it's only going to be three nights, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And uh, we're doing it in the context of the Mass. So, um, so basically for about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, it's going to be an opportunity for parish renewal. And so we're coming together as a community. And you don't have to be part of that community to benefit in the gifts. Right. You know, because God, we come before God and say, God, we are your faithful people and we want to be here. We want you. Mm-hmm. And then God pours out his gifts on us. And so there's gifts for the individual, gifts for the family, gifts for the community. Uh, I will preach the, the presenter, the preacher preaches a message. Um, And so it's all about deepening our faith, taking the fundamentals of our faith, strengthening them, growing them. Um, You know, it's 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 dribbling throws, blocking and tackling. Right? Yeah. It's all of the Mm -hmm. fundamentals of our faith that we want to lay out to help us grow and cultivate who we are as Catholics. Amen. And so we can go out and we can fight not only for the salvation of our own soul, but the souls of our family members, our friends. You know, I guarantee every one of your radio listeners right now, regardless of how young or old there are, knows someone who has abandoned the Catholic faith yeah. or hasn't come back to faith after COVID or hasn't been to confession in years. We all know people in this category. Right. And so a parish mission is an opportunity to, to come to confession, to, to, to reunite yourself, to, to kind of say, you know what, I need God and I need to change my ways. Or I know someone who's in this, this position, and let me invite them to come experience God. Amen, Father Ken. This is Sean again, Father Ken. Uh, and of course, if you're hey, joining us uh, out here, uh, we're having a great conversation, lively conversation, of course, with Father Ken Geraci of the Fathers of Mercy. He'll be leading an Advent Parish Retreat at St. Joseph Catholic Church in Honey Creek. Um, that's going to be Monday, November 29th through December 1st, a Wednesday. Um, I can't, I can't wait. Now, of course, I'm going to be able to make it probably for the, the first opening, uh, you know, opening night of that. You touched on, of course, Father, uh, that, you know, this being open to, to all. Um, I know with, you know, some of the, um, flyers I've seen, we, we, I think on there, it, it talks about, uh, no matter where you may be on your faith journey, uh, can you, can you talk a, a little bit more about that? I just love how it's an invitation, not just oh, yeah. for Catholics, but people of all non-faiths and of faith. You know, can you talk about that a little bit with us? Yeah. yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, I was agnostic most of my life. I was sacramentalized as a kid, but, but never knew anything about our Catholic faith. And, and in high school, I gave up faith and religion and belief in God altogether. And uh, so I had, to, I had to overcome a lot to, to get 
to where I am today as, as a Catholic priest, right? I had to overcome my belief that God didn't exist. Right. And then from once I did believe that God did exist, was it spirituality or was it religion? And then once to religion, which religion? Right. And then, and then, you know, started making that journey. So, so I really truly respect and understand the honest atheist. And I truly respect and understand the honest agnostic, right? Mm-hmm. And also the Catholic who, who, who may not know, who, who might feel a little lukewarm, who might, uh, just say, you know, what am I doing? Is, is this, I, I don't even like going to mass. Mass is boring. Listen, if any of anyone feels that Mass is boring, you've got to come to that third night because I'm teaching how to pray the Mass. And so I'm not going to do a teaching Mass, but I'm going to give a teaching on the different elements of the Mass and how you can pray it. So, so I'm going to open this up. The, the theme of this mission is Why Be Catholic? And I'm going to open up on Monday night uh, the basic Jewish roots of our faith. What does it mean to be Catholic? And what is the difference between Catholics and other denominations? And how we know the Catholic Church is who she says she is. Again, that's huge, right? And so we're going to tackle that on Monday. On Tuesday, we're going to talk about uh, why do we do that as Catholics? Why do we believe in the Eucharist, devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, confession to a priest? And then, as I said on Wednesday, we're going to teach how to pray the Mass. So, again, it's, it's a very, it's going to be a power-packed time together we're really going to lean into it and try to try to harvest as much good stuff out of this as we can, uh, because so many people have questions or have just been going to their Catholic faith and, and may not know. Uh, I have people tell me at the end of these talks that their life will never be the same. Their faith has, has grown. They never heard these things before. Amen. And so, again, it's, it's a privilege to be able to part of someone's life like that. That's beautiful. And, you know, this reminds me of the word kerygma, which is a Greek word that means proclamation. Mm. And this is the kerygma mm. in action. Like, you know, everything about it from what you're describing is the, the, the way, you know, the kerygma, the, the, the proclamation of, the, of Jesus. Yeah. Um, th- let me yeah. ask you, Father, um, how can, um, can anybody just contact you and request you to maybe do a, a parish mission or retreat? Or how, did, how does that go? What is that process? Yeah, so the process is, is fathersofmercy.com. If, if people act, um, access us through that, uh, that website, they can um, make a request through our mission director. Now, it, it has to be requested by the pastor of the parish. Okay. So, because we're only going to go where, where the pastor wants us. So if a lay person is listening right now and they want us to come to their parish, uh, have, your, have your pastor contact us. Amen. Uh, just put a request in. Again, we, the only thing we charge, the only cost of a mission is to pay for our transportation. And, uh, and that's it. And then wow. we ask that we're able to take up a collection on the last night of the mission that will help support our community. Um, you know, we've got, we've got six guys in formation, and I think one of them might need braces. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Again, folks, this is Sean Rice. You are listening to In His Vineyard. We've got Father Ken Geraci of the Fathers of Mercy joining us today. Uh, and I got to tell you, uh, from the moment, of course, that you know, I first heard you speak at the Fishers of Men uh, you know, back in the spring, uh, I knew that if you had any type of speaking event going on, that I had to be there, Father. 
I mean, I, I'm serious. You're such a oh, gift to man. the church, um, and it, I, I'm looking forward to, to Monday. Uh, you talked about confession also that's uh, going to be taking place at the retreat, um, you know, the parish mission retreat. Um, for how long How long um, are you going to be hearing confessions, or are the parish priests going to help yeah. you out with that? How does that work? Yes. So, all right, so so people need to check the parish website to, just to verify the time is to make sure everything sure. is but uh, it's my understanding that we're going to start each evening. Uh, the mission will begin at 6.15 each evening. Okay. But I will be in the confessional at 5 p.m. Okay. So an hour before, oh, amen. I'll be in the confessional at 5 p.m. And then once we conclude the, the evening Mass, because everything here at Honey, Lake, uh, at Honey Creek is going to take place in the context of Mass. Okay. So when Mass ends, I'm going to go back into the confessional. So from about 6.15... Um, I don't know. You're going to have to check the check sure. the schedule just to sure. just to verify. No, um, that's not a problem. You know what? I'm looking at this wrong now. You know what? That's what you guys go to the website because <laughs> okay. the conference talk might be from seven to eight. I have no idea. <laughs> that's I, not a problem at all. So many, I'm in so many different places. <laughs> I don't know what's what. Uh, yeah, gee, was a curse. Uh, yeah, Honey Creek. Yeah, we're going to have to look that up. No, that's not a problem. Um, and that anyhow, website, I, I, I'm going to be in the confessional before and after. How about that? No, that sounds great. <laughs> and I'm actually going to I'm going to plug that web uh, the website right now uh, for everybody listening. Uh, yeah. That's Saint Joseph uh, Honey Creek dot org uh, for more information. When you go to the website. Uh, just uh, scroll down a little bit toward probably the middle of the page, and um, you know there's a link for Parish Advent Retreat. Uh, we're going to have Father Ken Geraci out there leading that retreat again. If you haven't had the opportunity to um, you know listen to Father you know speak, uh, he does have his uh, you know videos out there on YouTube. Uh, the Fathers of Mercies uh, post you know homilies um, yeah. you know out there on on YouTube also. Yeah. And your charisms uh, as a community you know preaching um it definitely fits father that that is a a fact i nice. had the pleasure of uh, of course you know hearing you hearing father bill hearing father wade i mean just everybody there and like you said you are of like mind and uh the preaching yeah. tells it for sure right. and we're gonna we're, we're gonna Catholic. keep you father um and all of the the fathers of the fathers of mercy in prayer and fasting and we're going to pray for the retreatants and all those who attend your mission so that they may have a fruitful encounter with Jesus at your events. Amen. And Father... Fantastic. Uh, well, I'm looking at the parish bulletin right now. Everything starts at 6.30 p.m. So I'll be in the awesome. confessional at 5.30. The, the mass and conferences start at 6.30 p.m. till about 7.30-ish. Amen. So 6.30 to 7.30, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah. Thank you for your prayers. Yeah, for sure. And then, Father, uh, of course, we've got just a, a minute or two uh, you know, left. I want to ask you, though, um, if there's someone out there listening and they are thinking to themselves, ah, you know, it's, it's too long of a drive. Oh, I don't want to hear another priest go on and on uh, about this. What would you say for that individual? You know, why should they come to a parish mission retreat? You know, the question is, is that do you want to receive the gifts that God has prepared to give you? Mm. You know, if you're feeling this tug on your heart right now, that, that you're feeling this invitation to come, that means God wants to do something incredible in your life. And if you say yes and show up, you can expect incredible things in your life. If you say no, you've missed it. Wow. Wow. And again, folks... 
That retreat is going to be on November 29th through December 1st at St. Joseph Catholic Church in Honey Creek. Um, if you want more information, go to the website. I've also got it um, you know, posted on our Facebook uh, group page. Uh, be sure to, to, to look at that. Uh, and again, these three days are going to be phenomenal. Um, you know, uh, Father Ken, thank you so very much for joining us. Before uh, you leave, um, would you impart your, your blessing upon us, please? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Through the intercession of the Immaculate Virgin Mother of God, may the grace and blood of Jesus Christ descend upon you, protect you, guide, and keep you, and bring the good work he's begun in each of us to fulfillment. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Ken, again, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to, to spend with us today and talk about this parish retreat, to talk about the Fathers of Mercy, and to talk about the love of Jesus Christ for all of us today. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving celebration, okay, Father? Please keep us in your prayers. Absolutely. God bless you guys. Take care. God bless you, Father Ken. God bless you. Wow. (laughs) What another lightning quick segment, Alex. Um, It's just always a joy, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. So we had an opportunity to talk, of course, in the first segment with Frankie Abassa. Uh, He was discussing, of course, all the great things that the uh, Society of, uh, you know, St. Vincent de Paul does. Uh, And of course, Father Ken, um, he's just, he's a wonderful priest, folks. Uh, If you have the chance and you have the ability, um, I would encourage you, please get out there to St. Joseph in Honey Creek um, and check out the, the Paris Mission Retreat. It's going to yeah. be a joy. Um, before we break, any lasting uh, imparting thoughts, Alex? Yeah, I, I just I hope all of you who are listening enjoyed this segment today, this show today. Please remember to download In His Vineyard podcast and share the video on Facebook. Amen. And of course, until next time and throughout this week, let's all continue to labor with love, joy and zeal in our hearts in his vineyard. Have a blessed Thanksgiving celebration. God God bless bless all of you. Hi folks, Sean here. The Knights of Columbus Council 7983 of Prince of Peace Catholic Church is hosting their 2021 Christmas Charity Fundraiser on December 4th from 6 to 11 p.m. at the Holotus AG Activity Center. There will be live music, a 50-50 raffle, and of course, lots of prizes to give away. Tickets are limited and are only $25. To purchase tickets or for more information, contact Oscar at 210-705-2722. Mother Teresa said, let no one come to you without leaving better or happier. This is how we try to live our personal and professional lives. We're Rob and Camille DeMaio, proud sponsors of Guadalupe Radio here in San Antonio. Our team of realtors can help you through every step of buying or selling a home. For more information, call us at 210-488-1144 for real estate help in San Antonio and throughout the United States. Rob and Camille DeMaio, your real estate team. 210-488-1144. I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control, and church was actually a, a burden to me. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. No, I didn't take my faith seriously, which, which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with. You can have a beautiful car, a big fancy home, but if you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there. We are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth 
or to lust, especially as a man. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. Thank God I'm home. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. You're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio on the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.